Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love. Today we are talking about taking back our brain from defensive communication and learning how to actually listen and feel the uncomfortable reactions in our body without reacting. Learning to communicate in a way that actually allows us to cope and process our emotions and hear what someone is saying without making it mean anything about us. I noticed as a person with insecure attachment, I thought I was a good communicator. But reflecting, I realized what I what I meant by a good communicator is I was good at sharing my thoughts and my feelings. However, when hearing the thoughts and ideas of someone else about me or something that had happened in our relationship, I wasn't really good at it. Even in friendships, I work so hard not to offend someone, hurt someone, or make someone mad that even the idea of someone needing to talk to me about a conflict or something that had happened was a problem to my brain and I was on the defense already. I was ready to clarify or justify instead of truly learning how to actively listen to what someone was saying and hearing how they were feeling. When you learn you are responsible for your own thoughts and feelings and that other people are responsible for their thoughts and feelings, you learn that you can listen to someone's words about you and how they feel and be more objective. You get to decide if you make their words mean anything about you or if you give them the ownership of their own thoughts and feelings. Before I learned about thought work and before I learned about how my thoughts created my feelings and that other people didn't create my feelings, I was a very defensive listener and I was emotionally reactive. When in arguments with a partner, I would always get on the defense. I would always try to tell them they were wrong and I would list off the list of everything I did for them. Of course, that list was full of things that I wanted to do and not things that they necessarily asked me to do. Because I used to think I had to earn my partner's love through actions and taking care of and doing things for them. So I would go off and list off everything I had ever done for them to show them just how much I love them. I would punish them for my feelings, which means I would like shut down or I would share all of my feelings, but I would make them responsible for how I felt. I would say things like, I can't believe you did blank. Don't you know how that would make me feel? I can't believe you never buy me flowers or get me special gifts. Don't you know how much I want to feel special? I would say things like, you don't care about me and my feelings. If you did, you wouldn't do what you just did. If you really cared about me, then why, would you why won't you take out the trash? If you really cared about me, you would help me around the house. Does any of this sound familiar? You would get me a card or a gift on our anniversary. I never took responsibility for my own feelings or for causing my own feelings. 
I never took responsibility for my own insecurities or doubts that I had about someone really being able to love me. Since I didn't think anyone could ever love me, I constantly looked for evidence to prove this to be true without knowing it. Since I didn't think I was special, I needed somebody outside of me to make me feel special, and it was their responsibility to do so. I didn't take responsibility for my thoughts creating my feelings. I did always tell them how I was feeling and why I was feeling the way I was feeling, but I never once stopped to see how my thoughts were creating my feelings because I hadn't learned that yet. When I didn't feel loved or when I didn't feel appreciated, I would just shut down, withdraw, stew on everything I did for that person. And when I got really upset because I didn't feel heard or I didn't feel loved or I didn't feel appreciated, I would ignore them. I would wait for them to come and talk to me and make me feel better. My communication skills were very much one-sided. I could share all of my thoughts and feelings and I wanted to be heard and validated. I mean, I would listen to my partner, but I would listen with a defensive ear, waiting to counter what they said. Because it was too vulnerable, it was too hard, too uncomfortable to truly listen to the words that they were saying and to hear that I may not be perfect, (laughs) right? We try so hard to be perfect or to do the right thing or to do everything right all the time that it's so hard to hear how we may not have communicated as well as we thought we had or how we may have a different set of expectations than what our partner understood. I don't know the word exactly how to describe it, but I work so hard to be perfect in a relationship or in a friendship that hearing that I didn't or that I did something wrong was too vulnerable. It hurt too much. And I made it mean that there was something wrong with me. There was a lot of shame and guilt around it. But since thought work, I've learned how to be a better listener to my partner, to my sisters, to my friends, my family, and my colleagues. From thought work, from the classes I took at the Life Coach School during my certification, I learned how to truly listen and to truly communicate from a place of emotional adulthood. I learned how to truly listen without making someone else's words mean anything about me as a human. Taking the pressure off of their words, knowing that I can physically and mentally hear someone speak words, know that their feelings come from their own thoughts, and hear their thoughts. Do I still have to take responsibility for how they feel, even if their thoughts create their feelings? In some situations, I do. And in others, I choose to let them take responsibility. So what does this look like? 
So when we are having challenges or uncomfortable conversations, even with our closest person, our brain, our primitive brain, wants to react to our uncomfortable emotions of fear, shame, rejection, guilt, anger, hurt, any of those uncomfortable emotions. Our brain doesn't want to feel them. So it wants us to immediately react. It wants us to tell the other person how wrong they are so they stop talking and we can feel better. But this isn't truly helpful or serving us. So what we have to do is we have to learn to feel the uncomfortable feelings in our body. We have to observe those negative thoughts that run through our mind when someone else is sharing how they feel about us or something we experience together. What does this look like? I tell my brain, okay brain, I know this is hard for us. This is going to feel very uncomfortable. We're going to have a lot of sensations in our body, but just because we may hear words that don't sit well with us doesn't mean it is a problem, nor does it mean we did something, quote, wrong, or that we are wrong. And if we did do something wrong, we are human and we can own up to it without making it mean we are a horrible person. We are human and we are going to make mistakes and that is okay. So that's kind of like the little brain pep talk that I give myself. Then when someone starts talking, I constantly check in. This is our time to listen to their words. Their words are important to them. And we get to decide how we want to take it and what we want to make it mean. So I check in with the sensations in my body. Where do I feel this? Where do I feel that? How does it feel? Actively listening Truly listening to understand where the other person is coming from is one of the most challenging things for our brain to do. We are so eager to justify, to clarify, and to defend that we are not actually listening. And if we are not actually listening, we are not communicating effectively. Once we are aware of how bad we actually are, active, how bad we actually are at actively listening. We then can step into awareness and work on getting better at it, even with your partner. Like you can share this with your partner. Say, hey, I realize that when you start talking or sharing a problem, I get really defensive. I'm working on it, but it's going to take some time to rewire my brain to listen more closely to what you are trying to share with me instead of me reacting to the sensations that I'm feeling in my body. Guys, I know it's vulnerable to share this with a partner, but I think it's important. We are humans with human brains that want to do almost anything to get out of feeling uncomfortable, even at the expense of having a healthy relationship or friendships. So often we lose relationships with partners, friends, or family members because of our pride, our inability to feel uncomfortable emotions our inability to be vulnerable and share that we are not as perfect as we had hoped we would be. And we are growing. So if you want to practice being an effective listener, here's the way to do it. The first thing that you have to do is figure out where are you at in listening right now? Are you the defensive listener? Are you the justifier? Are you the clarifier? and really pay attention to how you react to listening and how often are you actually listening. 
once you're aware of where you are as a listener, the next thing that you do is you start with feeling and being aware of what sensations do you feel in your body? What vibrations do you feel in your body when you feel those uncomfortable feelings? On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard is it for you to feel those uncomfortable emotions without reacting? And then a question to ask yourself is why? What do you make these emotions mean about you? Another question that you can ask yourself is what if you could feel these uncomfortable emotions and not make them mean anything about you? What if you do your best and you still have miscommunications? What if you do your best and you're still not perfect? What if you are responsible for your thoughts and your feelings and someone still gets hurt by them? Now it's time to practice sitting with these uncomfortable emotions. Recognize them, label them as you are learning to listen to your sensations in your body and you're learning to listen to the words somebody else is saying. It's going to be hard at first, but it just takes practice. What this looks like for me is when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, my cheeks get hot, I turn red, my breathing increases, my thoughts become rapid or race, like racing, and I feel speechless. And sometimes I get tears in my eyes. So I label those sensations and I tell my brain, it's okay, nothing has gone wrong. This is what, when it feels uncomfortable. This is when we are learning to listen to words that someone wants to share with us and it's important that we hear them. Practice listening and asking open-ended questions. If you don't understand what somebody's saying, you can ask open-ended questions like, can you tell me more? But in the beginning, it's best to just practice listening. After listening, if it was really challenging, ask for time to process what has been shared. You can say, thank you for sharing your thoughts and feelings with me. I really want to give myself time to process them and give it the time that it deserves. So I need some time to process. Or you can say, I notice my body is really reacting to what you've shared and I want to really choose how I'm going to respond because I want to respond to you thoughtfully. So I'm going to take some time and process and I'll be back. Sometimes when our emotions are so high after hearing a problem or a conflict, our defensive brain is so triggered that it has actually taken our prefrontal cortex or our higher brain offline. And our response right now may not be in anyone's best interest. And it's okay to share that with them too. So now you go and you think about what they've shared. You process your emotions. You sit with them. You feel them. When you're processing your emotions, what does it look like? So you actually like sit there, you do nothing, and you close your eyes and you feel where these sensations are in your body. And after you've done that, you can ask yourself like, what thoughts are coming up for me? And then you write them down. And see what your brain is trying to tell you. Because sometimes your brain is trying to tell you things because it's in such a defensive state. And it may not even be true. My partner doesn't love me. They never do anything for me. I can't believe that they would say this about me. But get all of those thoughts out. It's important. Because once they're all out, you can look at them 
with an objective lens with your higher brain. And you can ask yourself, how do these thoughts make me feel? Write one word next to each feeling. I mean, write one word feeling next to each thought. Now, how do you want to feel when you go back and really talk to your partner or talk to your friend? What are some thoughts that you're going to need to be able to think to feel that way? Remember, when emotions are high, our intelligence is low. What that means is when emotions are high, our primitive brain has been activated and our higher brain has literally been taken offline. So if we choose to immediately respond, our response will not be using our higher brain. And we may show up the way we want and we may not show up the way we want to for ourselves or for the other person. So I always believe in asking for processing time and honoring someone else's somebody else when they ask for processing time. When we have and allow time to process, we are giving both people the time to choose how they want to respond. We're giving each other the ability to think and be in a place of using their higher brain so that we both get to choose how we really want to show up for each other. And that's huge. We don't do this enough. When we practice feeling uncomfortable emotions while hearing what someone has to say about us or an experience they had with us, we are teaching our brain that it is okay and that we are going to be there for ourselves and our brain no matter what. That we are not going to make judgmental statements back to ourselves. We are not going to go on that negative train ride. We are going to allow negative emotions without making it mean anything about who we are, our worth, or our value. Someone can have thoughts and feelings about us, and we do not have to make it mean anything is morally wrong. We get to just take the pressure off and listen to the words. So I hope you learned a lot today, and if you have any questions or you want to learn how to do this, feel free to email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com. And if you really want to learn more, then it's your time to work with me. Head on over to Instagram, Taking Back Her Brain, and click the link in my bio and set up that Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Remember, don't forget to like this podcast and share it with anyone you think it could benefit, which in my opinion is all of your friends. It is my life's mission to get this podcast and content out to all women. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at Taking Back Her Brain. You can also find my website at www.takingbackherbrain.com and sign up for a free consultation call. I will also be starting an eight-week coaching program where you will have access to me as a one-on-one coach for an hour a week, along with access to my private Facebook community and access to all of my content. I absolutely look forward to working with you. If you have any questions, please email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com because I would love to hear from you. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.